Welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network. Real women sharing real stories about their ups, their downs, their journey, and their transformations. Through these stories, we'll explore what it takes to have the courage to speak your truth, follow your passion, and be the change you want to see in the world. And now, let's get started with today's show. And hello again. Welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast. I am your host today, Nancy Matthews, co-founder of Women's Prosperity Network. And this podcast is about sharing with you real stories from real women who have moved beyond their own resistance, some obstacles and some challenges that showed up in their lives and they knew there was a calling for something more or something else. And they've taken the leap to step out and follow their passions by bringing huge, huge value to the world. And today's guest, Carla Merrill, has a story that's like kind of right in line with that. And you could probably see she is shining. And when you hear her voice, you're going to hear the passion and commitment she has to this amazing life that she now lives. So welcome, Carla Merrill. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you this morning, sharing with everybody. Yes, I am grateful for that. I'll tell you for sure. And uh, one of the things that I love about you, Carla, is your amazing ability to juggle many different priorities and demands on your time and attention. You've got two small children now, right? I do. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so life is an adventure every single day. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So a six-year-old, a three-year-old, a, an amazing husband, and a dog. And an, and, dog, yes. right? <laughs> and an entrepreneur. So let me share with our audience a little bit about your, your journey to this moment, and then we'll dive into today's conversation about anytime reinvention. So Carla Merrill is the event maximizer and the founder of Meet and Greet Events, a boutique event company whose sole purpose is to help women entrepreneurs create and de deliver profitable events live and online that add value by maximizing resources, relationships, and results. Carla bravely took the leap of starting her own business eight years ago with no hospitality background, no contacts in the industry, no email list or fancy website. Since then, she has taken massive action to build a thriving business that's helped dozens of female entrepreneurs attract their ideal audiences and monetize their services. Uh, she's backed by a law degree and over seven years of meeting, planning, marketing, and sales experience. And she's got something called the Event Maximizer System, which we'll touch upon today. And before I go into you know, more about your very, very diverse and expert background, let's dive into today's conversation. So you were an attorney. You spent lots of money, lots of time, lots, you know, and, and now you're not an attorney anymore. How was, how did you make that shift? Well, Nancy, um, I always say I'm a, I'm a recovered attorney, right? Because the, <laughs> the, uh, the attorney, the, the knowledge, the years in law school and the attorney experience, I think it's always going to live in me. And he has actually constituted an, an asset on everything I have um, done, right? I think there's no coincidences. And there was a reason that that happened that I got to understand later in life. 
Um, the shift was because it, as you know, practicing as an attorney, I was, I was actually really good at it. Like, I think I have a really good personality for it. And, and I, w- I was always very book smart, let's say. However, it wasn't my purpose. It wasn't, uh, I grew up in Panama and there was three professions back then, you know, attorney, doctor, or engineer. And I wasn't really good at math. So I went for attorney. <laughs> um, even though I was doing it, I realized that um, doing um, the event part, because I, I work in a really spe- a specific field where you have to do a lot of marketing. Um, and that's when I started doing events. And like I always tell people, I was doing state planning. So for me to be able to get my clients to do estate planning with me or with the company, I had to sell them the vision that they were going to die, which is a really hard vision to sell. Wow. I, yeah, but I got, I got that one after I did the event, educational events, and sold the vision to die, the attorney part of it. I was like, ah, I just want to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So it was just that feeling that you're not fulfilling your purpose. And a serious event that got me to take that leap and say, you know, I was in my thirties by then. I was like, I just, I just going to go for it. If not now, never, you know? Right. Well, and let me, let me kind of touch base on something you referred to when you said that, you know, being an attorney and the strategic thinking and the background and all of the things that you did in that field, although it wasn't your purpose, it actually led you to your purpose. Yes, it did. And, and it took me a long time. It's, it's kind of like when you see things, you look back and all the pieces connect together, right? It, my, what I'm today started, you know, over 10 years ago when I was selling people the vision of uh, you're going to die and this is what's going to happen, which is exactly what I do today. I sell visions to people. Once they get to the vision, they want to keep engaging into the service. So I think that was my, my first goal. It took me a long time to understand that. So I appreciate the experiences that happened for me and that now had led me to where I am. So when, so let's talk now about taking that leap because, and I went through something similar when I, I had my title company, my real estate investment company, mortgages, I was doing all of this stuff and it was providing me with a very substantial income stream and I was also employing uh, family members and friends. And then I was like, I wasn't liking it. And it, it took me a good year or two to develop the courage to make the leap. So how was that part of the transition for you? Well, one thing that I learned is like, if you don't take the action, the action takes you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Tweetable moment. For a moment, yeah. If you don't take the action, the action takes you. Yeah. And there's something that I courageously talk about my truth now. My last job as an attorney at the top of my career, I was fired. And I wasn't fired. So I was pushed into the lead because I wasn't fired because I was bad at my job. I was outstanding at my job. It's because the fact that it wasn't my purpose reflected on my face. most of the times yeah most of the times i have learned and i tell my clients all the times it's not the words you say it's who you're being Mm -hmm. and i was a reflection of how unsatisfied i was with what i was doing so that got me into build you know bad relationships and being fired because i was summoning up the courage like you say to do it 
So there's two things I think that pivot in your life, the time that you make the decision and the time that you take the action. I made the decision, but it took me a couple of years to take the action and then the action was taken for me. Mind you, I could have gone and gotten another attorney job with my resume. However, I said, this is happening for a reason. Yeah. And I'm gonna, if I don't do it now, when is, there's not a better time. So then I did it, right? And I made a ton of mistakes, like everybody that stars and, and, and is an entrepreneur. However, each one of those have led me to where I am today. So good, so good. So talk about the, where you are today and in discovering your purpose, how is it that you've now built a business around what you truly love to do and what you call your purpose? So how, how does that reveal itself? I, I like the, that you're using the word revealing itself because it, it was a journey, right? It's not like I woke up one day and I say, oh, this is what I want, right? Like I, I already described like the background, then this event happened, then I, I faced with taking action on a decision that I had taken years ago, took action, opened meet and greet events um, about eight years ago. And when I opened it, it was going to be an event planning. All I wanted was a small, a small event planning company in my head. That's what I wanted, right? I was just going to be something small. Mm-hmm. And the first three years, I wasn't sure what, what I was doing. I was just taking massive action. But I see now that also in taking that massive action, I was settling for the business that could just come to me, right? Or what I could get. I was just scattered and doing all kinds of things from weddings to fundraisers, you name it. And each one of those things, I was able to do very well. It was, it was, it, it was obvious that it was my call and that I had skills for it. Mm-hmm. However, it wasn't until three years into my business, which now I identify as the sweet spot. It's the spot where you either you keep going or you're ready to quit. And that's exactly what I was. I was in the point of like, this even works or I'm gonna quit. Right. Uh, because by that point, um, I'll be real with everybody. I had lost most of my money because my business was so scattered. And in that moment was when I realized that I had to stop selling my skill and start selling my expertise. And my expertise was what, what I was doing before selling visions, selling visions to continue engagement. So that's when I put two and two together and say, if I'm really good at doing events, which there's a ton of people really good at doing events out there. And I have this unique thing that makes me me. I'm an attorney, I've been in marketing, I've been in sales, and really good at selling visions to people and procure engagement. Mm-hmm. What can I do with these two things? And then emerge, right? And it created, I went from being just another event planner to really choose the audience where I could add the most, the most value, which in that, you know, in that time was coaching coaches, female coaches specifically. And I said, I know the mind of this buyer. If I start saying no to everything else that is not this and just pursue working with the people that I can really add value to with my expertise rather than just my skill, I'm going to be known for something. And that's exactly what happened. So I a story which I, I, if I, anybody that is watching this, if you, you live with something, sometimes progress means saying no. Mm-hmm. So I had to say no without fear that I was going to have less clients to all these 
events or all these things that were happening and they're not aligned with that new vision, right? And it's starting to say, yes, I'm promoting myself within the people that I knew I could add most value to. And that's how I started. I went, that was about four years ago. So my first three years. We worked together three years ago, I think it was. Two years ago. Um, two years ago, 2017, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 2017. And so it started about 2016. Yeah. And, and let me share that my experience, you know, we host lots and lots of events, obviously. And my experience in working with you compared to another event planner that, you know, who I had in the past was you brought in, you weren't just about how to coordinate to make sure a lunch showed up on time, you know, for the attendees. It was from start to finish. How can we provide the maximum value to all of the attendees and the sponsors so that, and you had such new and innovative ways to engage with the sponsors so much so that they came to me afterwards and said, we've never had the kind of experience and impact at an event that we had at your event. And I'm like, it was all Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you with that. And, and, and I would say that, the combination of your skill sets and your passion, being able to strategically think, and I believe that's one of the greatest things that we get from training as an attorney, is the ability to think in different ways and see things that others can't see. Um, combined with your passion and quite frankly, your love of people. Oh, thank you. It, it shines through in all that you do. Um, so, I love that you also talked about just a minute ago, a couple really gems in there. So number one was this three year sweet spot where the decision gets made. Am I going to stick with this or am I going to give it up or am I going to shift? Something has to change. Exactly. And, and, and I see it time and time again. And one of the things that can be disheartening for someone who's making that transition to follow their purpose, they want, they think it's going to happen next month. And it's, it, there's, a, there's a, pro, a sifting and a sorting process of what you really are meant to do and how it can serve in particular audiences. And, and I think sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, lose faith in that process. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. And it was, you know, first, as I said, making the decision and, and immediately taking the action was like, I had to say no, you know, I have to say no to all these things to gain the things that I was, I was looking for. Right. Well, that had and to be scary. How did you, oh, it was, it was, uh, it, it was, and it was that sense of honestly, what was really motivating me that that way was knowing that I couldn't being specialized in something allows you to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. And back then, one of the things that was hurting my business the most was how much I was charging, which I see all over the board with entrepreneurs nowadays, just, just like the ones that might be watching this show. So for me, the way to maybe because of that strategic thinking that I have, the way for me to be able to raise my prices was to be known for one thing. Would you, would you have heart surgery with the general doctor or with the best cardiologist out there? Right. So that's the logic behind it, right? So I knew we, in order for me to raise those prices, I have better clients was to specialize on something, right? So that was that was the first step. And then um, be just be one of a kind. Um, I, I saw this at an event and it has stayed with me forever, which is 
you, you must strive not to only, not to be the best. You must strive to be the only one. Ooh, and, good distinction. Oh, that's so good, right? Great so I needed to be, I wanted, and I needed to be the only one. And it started, Nancy, to be honest with you, with me believing it, with me believing that nobody else could bring everything that you just described which I'm grateful that you're saying that because I appreciate, I love all, all the people, all the clients that in the journey have, have worked with. And um, it was believing that I could deliver that with, with no doubt, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the first step. So being a category of one. Second uh, was to be able to raise my prices because I am a category of one. Yeah. And the third thing is, was just uh, that focus, right? That focus that when you know what you're looking for, you're not distracted by all the other things. Yeah, so I, call past, it, I call it tunnel vision. Exactly. So <laughs> in the past, I was just taking any kind of business, which made my business very scattered. Once when I was only working with uh, female coaches, all I had to do is show up where the female coaches were yeah. because I know what I was looking for. So that, um, that allows you to just be more predictable, right? I'm not going to do all these marketing efforts. I'm only going to do this once. I'm well, only going to concentrate in this once, right? And predictable actions lead to predictable results. Exactly. So it, honestly, it is, as you said, it was a scary thought. I'm not going to say it wasn't. However, I could see how that was the way to get everything that I wanted, right? And like, and you almost allow me to work less, to be honest with you. Well, and it and what did you have to lose? It wasn't working the way you were doing it. <laughs> so, so. I know, and that's what I like about it. Over and over, I keep working with people in their third year of business because I can see. I think I attract them because I can see myself where I was right. in the third year of business. But it was like I have nothing to lose. Just <laughs> do it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And, and and the mindset piece, like I know for a fact that mindset and business have to go together because we have to get our mind aligned with our vision so that our body takes the actions, right? Correct. And, and that along with, I think there's, there's two or three things that for me are being uh, basic for success, right? Like, as I said, making the decision, then immediately taking the action. Mm -hmm. And third, uh, looking for help, you know, like I knew at that point that to, Get, I had the, I had the vision of the plan, but there I know I was aware that I didn't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. So I am a 100% fan uh, of coaching. I coach then, and I have coached ever since. I keep reinvesting in myself and my business because there are people that already walk the path that I want to walk. Why make it harder on myself, right? So I, I do believe in that. And one thing that I would love to emphasize for your audience is notice that I say immediate action, right? Or what I call decisive action. So many people um, I saw then and I see now that get stuck and maybe it's in that second, third year because of fear, because things are not going the well we picture it because entrepreneurship is not that joyful ride that we thought it was going to be. Get um, stuck on a perfection, right? Get stuck on when I have this complete, I will do it. And I love that you read that on my bio because I emphasize that when I started, I didn't have a website at all or email list or any other things that you should have, right? Once I, I specialized in only doing live events that produce revenue from coaches, 
I still did, I had some sort of a website, but it was far from what I wanted to be. I actually had like the website that I wanted only a year ago. And what I tell my clients and when I told myself then, and what I tell my clients all the time is like, my website never really sold anything. Mm -hmm. I did. Right. I'm in the business of selling myself. That's right. And I, when people always say, well, first I have to have a website and I have to do, I'm like, let's take it back to, you know, 30 years ago when people didn't have websites, they, they had conversations, they conveyed their value. And that's what you did as you, as you continue to hone it. Um, and, and we're coming towards the end of our conversation. It goes so quickly when we have these great conversations. So Carla, um, uh, of course, I want you to share how people can get in touch with you right before you do that. If there's someone watching this that's sitting in that place of wanting to reinvent themselves, but they, are, they don't know how to take that leap, what piece of advice would you share with them? Yeah, I think that's why I, I, I suggested this to be called a reinvent, reinvention anytime, right? Because when I made all this decision, I took all these actions, I was already well in my 30s, right? And it took me, it's taken me about eight years, which is a long time and a short time at the same time yeah. to make all those leaps. Mm-hmm. And every year the leap gets you know, longer and stretcher and riskier and scarier. And I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I you will never be prepared. You will never be prepared one that for that client that say yes to your six-figure proposal. You will never be prepared to um, for me to do like scale and scale event after event and then creating an online course and then do it. But the thing is, there's so much satisfaction. I cannot describe the feeling of satisfaction and gratefulness and just personal growth that you feel when you say you're going to say do something and you actually do it and you do it without the website and you do it without the brand and you do it just asking for help and executing right away or you do it if is this is what is available to you you do it by reading a book and do everything that the book says then do that but do it right because none of this would have happened if i wouldn't have taken that first step if i haven't gone to what feels comfortable and go back maybe to that attorney job that didn't make me happy. And I just don't say, no, I'm going to go to sombest.org and open a, a business today. If I didn't walk into that first networking event and gave people a business card that had my name on it and it said event planner, because I believed I was. And like now I believe when the first client, which actually was you, Nancy Matthews, that called me a maximizer. And then I say, oh, yeah. I am the event maximizer and creating a brand around that. So it starts with that, where you believe in it, and then taking the action that takes you to just that next step right after. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's um, so take action and uh, get books, get support from wherever you can get it from. And I just want to say how, how cool it is. As we as we wrap up today so yes you are the event maximizer and that's what I saw you as even though you didn't call yourself that yes and and, and then after you I started doing it and it's being so thank you for that because it's been great and it took somebody somebody else to believe it and myself to believe it to just create it so it's as simple as that sometimes beautiful all right well Carla thank you for being with us today uh, share with our audience how they can get in touch with you and connect I know that there are going to be people 
going to be people who want to find out more about you and just connect because you are the event maximizer and you are so loving and warm and generous. How do we find you? Thank you so much. I think the easiest way to find me is on Facebook. I know a lot of your audience is spends time there. I spend a lot of time there connecting with people. So look out for me under my name, Carla Merrill. And that's the best way to not only be friendly, but also be up to date all the things that are happening with my business and the new services that I'm putting up out there. I love it. Absolutely perfect. So thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who joined us for the Be Real, Get Real podcast, real stories of real women sharing how they've gone for what it is that they truly want and are making a positive impact in the lives of others. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Carla, thank you again for being with us. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network, the place where impact-driven women shine as they make a positive difference for their families, their communities, and the world at large. Be sure to visit womensprosperitynetwork.com to tap into the power, resources, and connections this extraordinary community provides. That's it for today. I'm your host, Nancy Matthews, and until next time, make it a magical day.